Hey everyone, it's Sergio. We'll get to the episode in just a second. We'll have the intro. Tyler and I will go into our thing and, and all of that. But I want to take a quick second to uh, mention talking about Hurricane Ian, which is currently, right now, as I'm recording this, it's Wednesday. Tyler and I recorded this episode on Tuesday. And I uh, just wanted to kind of put out there, you know, not just our <laughs> politician thoughts and prayers type stuff, but I wanted to go ahead and tell you that if you are in the Florida area, specifically on the West Coast, um, to please stay safe. Make sure you're staying inside. This hurricane's no joke. As of time of recording, it's just about to be a Category 5. We went to bed thinking it was going to be a Category 3 maybe at most, and it's in the upper echelon of Category 4, close to Category 5. So they're saying, news is saying that this is, you know, one of the deadliest hurricanes on the west coast of Florida in like 100 years. So if you're still there, please be very, very careful. And if you're not there and uh, you are like me and you want to go ahead and help out, there's a few places I wanted to kind of highlight before the episode started because, you know, it's a bit more important. Um, you can donate to a location called The Covenant House. This is a nonprofit. It has locations in Orlando and Fort Lauderdale. Um, they're taking uh, donations for their Hurricane Ian response. Uh, they're saying that immediate support is needed, according to their website. Uh, Covenant House is a nonprofit that or organizes and specializes in helping out young people that are experiencing homelessness and trafficking. So for people that don't have a home, that's something that you want to do. You can donate at covenanthouse.org slash hurricane hyphen Ian hyphen 22. That link is going to be down in the show notes below. You can also donate to World Central Kitchen, which is a nonprofit that has opened two main kitchens in Tampa and Gainesville. Um, and there's people there ready to make as many meals necessary is what they say. Um, Jose Andres is the chef who opened this uh, global nonprofit and uh, the locations in Tampa and Gainesville will be assisting in Hurricane Ian relief. You can donate at donate.wck.org. Um, I will list that link in the show notes as well. And then you can also donate to the American Humane Society because uh, not only do we have, you know, our brothers and sisters and humans and all that, but our, our pets, which are a part of our, our family, a part of our um, family dynamic. So you can help them out by donating at their website, AmericanHumane.org. Um, they're monitoring everything that's happening with it. Uh, and that note, that link will also be in the show notes below. So uh, Tyler and I take a lot of pride in being from Florida. I live here again now, thankfully. Love where I live. Tyler's out in L.A. I know that uh, he thinks about Florida just as much as I as much as I do and cares about it just as much as I do. So just wanted to put a little thing at the beginning of the show just to let everyone know that it is a very serious situation. And, um, yeah, we uh, wanted to do any little thing that we can to get notes out there of different organizations that can go ahead and assist if you, you can't be there yourself like Tyler and I can't be Tyler in L.A., myself in South Florida, um, and all of that stuff. So without further ado, here's the episode. And, uh, yeah, everyone stay safe and uh, be positive. I'm a girl with the Florida Gators. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh. I was just checking to see if you were listening. From Destroyam, Louisiana. Hold on a second. Hey, guys. Hey. I'm having a press conference, okay? Thank you. Momentum, excitement. Energy, you know, I mean, they say all this stuff and you know what they mean, but you, you know, it doesn't describe what you mean. I mean, it's just sort of out there. You got barbecue back there and you didn't invite me. Hurt my feelings. I was just worried about, you know, listening to, you know, all, all your guys' rap poison. Welcome to Sideline Judgment. Here are your hosts, Sergio and Tyler. 
Welcome to Sideline Judgment. My name is Sergio. My name is Tyler. And today, Tyler, we are talking all about what happened last week in week four of the college football season. We are talking about what will happen this week in week five of the college football season. And most importantly, Tyler, we are back. You and me. Yes. No separate recordings. Feels nice. Feels nice. Feels nice. Uh, you know, you know. Currently, we have uh, two fans of the two top-ranked teams in the uh, AFC. Just saying. Oh, um, I, for, I forgot to mention. I know I said we're going to talk about college football, but this uh, is this an, is NFL an NFL podcast. This is an NFL podcast. Yeah, that Absolutely. We both, yeah. Spe- um, it's specifically an NFL podcast of teams that are top of their divisions. Specifically. Yeah. Specific, yeah also course. in the AFC. But, also, um, specifically in the AFC and AFC also division this, leaders also only in the south and in the east those are the only yeah. specifications we have for this podcast um in all seriousness Tyler and I had excellent NFL weekends not as good college football weekends but we will get to that in a bit and we will briefly talk about the NFL at the end of this episode Tyler first thing we have to do um I don't want to call it breaking news because it's not breaking but it is developing stories um I am currently in the state of Florida uh I, as I look out my window it's raining pretty bad, and that's because Hurricane Ian is kind of making its way up uh, the Gulf, just kind of passed off Cuba, making its way through the Florida Straits, going up into the Gulf of Mexico. Um, it is expected to hit the state of Florida um, Wednesday. We are recording on Tuesday as, uh, as we speak, so expected to hit tomorrow. Um, as a consequence of that, uh, there are some changes in the college football schedule m- most pertinent to us. The Gator game has been moved from Saturday at noon to Sunday at noon as a precaution. So that is something that will be kept into effect. Uh, no word yet on Florida State or UCF, who both play home games this week. Uh, as of now, as of time of recording on Tuesday afternoon, they are still expected to be played at their normal times, both at 3.30 on Saturday, and which the FSU game will be in five wide this week. We'll get to that later. And South Carolina has moved their game from Saturday up until Thursday night. So they will be playing in two nights time because the tropical at that time might be a tropical storm, maybe still a hurricane will be hitting the state of South Carolina. South Carolina plays South Carolina state. So both teams in the same state, um, they're moving up to Thursday to just prevent anything going on there. So that is the current situation given with hurricane Ian. Um, we do have family friends. Uh, I'm sorry. We do have friends whose families live in the Tampa area, live in the Orlando area. So we wish them nothing but, the best in their hurricane preparation. It's expected to be a tough one. Um, and Tyler, your family up in Jacksonville, I hope that they are preparing and doing everything well because that is expected to go after the Tampa, Orlando, Gainesville area. It will then go up through uh, Jacksonville. So hoping for the yeah. best for everyone in the state, especially your family, my man, of course. Yeah. Uh, make sure if you're listening to this in your state of Florida, please repair. Yep. Please. Um, it, the time is now. The time is right now to prepare. Um, well, the time is not now because this episode is going up on a Wednesday. So time is we already prepared. It, the, the time past has happened tense. in the past. <laughs> Get um, Russian. Exactly. Um, so just that's a kind of precaution. To, it's a no pun intended, but a cloud over this entire college football week. So uh, there's that on that, Tyler. Do you want to start with some silly season? Yes. Which well, it seems like silly sad. season is year round. Uh, it claims another one. It does um, claim another one. It's it. I think it's a weekly thing. I think I'd love for this, this uh, season to have just like, only one coach gets fired a week and it happens every single week. <laughs> this is the this is the college football response to the streaming wars. Uh, instead of dropping everything in bulk to stream, they're they're actually releasing them week by week. They're going backwards yeah. into an HBO format, which is what's happening. Amazing. Here. Um, Jeff Collins, uh, our beloved at one point in time, Say this was a so. 
this was a Waffle House University Bees podcast, um, and it is no longer that because Jeff Collins is out as the head coach at Georgia Tech. Athletic director Stansberry is also out uh, as the athletic director at Georgia Tech. So brand new AD coming, brand new coach coming. Tyler, this we kind of saw coming at the beginning. All three of the firing so far this season scott frost nebraska herb edwards at arizona state jeff collins georgia tech they were expected to happen this year um all three have happened before the calendar has hit october what are your thoughts on this uh opening this vacancy and uh sadness. jeff collins time at georgia tech sadness because i really yeah. thought it was gonna work i really thought this i wanted was it work. i really wanted thing, it to work i thought that i thought the scott frost thing was gonna work scott frost thing was gonna work herb edwards i didn't think was gonna work and then i came around to it working and but like I thought Scott Frost was going to work, but it not working doesn't really mean anything to me personally. I was invested in this one working out. And yeah, <laughs> didn't I happen. Didn't happen. It, it also sucks when you know you do everything right. You recruit the the pretty good college quarterback. You get Jameer Gibbs, the running back, who's a stud, and then Gibbs just transfers to Alabama the next season. The offensive yeah. line kind of tanks. The system kind of doesn't work, and it all goes down the drain. It, the unfortunate thing is that it is kind of, I think, just a showcase to how far into the triple option hole Georgia Tech was mm-hmm. that, like, even doing everything right, it's just really hard to get out of that. Yeah, they were too deep. They were, they were too deep. Um, wh- who do you think could could take this job? Man, I don't know. Like, <laughs> and, um, and would they even want this job? Like, Georgia Tech is a program that has those <laughs> academic restrictions on par with Northwestern, on par with Stanford. It's and Vanderbilt. It's tough to get into that school. Who, who do you think would be able to be up for the challenge? This is a really good question because I I don't have a good answer for it. Like mm-hmm. it, it it's gonna have to. It's probably going to end up being like a coordinator or a very low, much lower level coach that wants their chance, or like a coordinator that has ties to the school. Um, I can't think of any names off the top of my head that honestly would would fit this right now. Um, trying to think. Probably an Alabama grad assistant that's in the name in the running for this, but um, I, I've heard on on podcasts and think pieces and stuff in the past day, someone like Jamie Chadwell maybe because his system his system is like triple option adjacent, right? It's it's not a yes. triple option, but it is it is a gun, multiple reads. It's more of a modern take on modern it, you know, someone like that maybe. So that would work. Okay, that that that'd be smart. I don't think Jamie Chadwell should do it because I think Jamie Chadwell can do better than Georgia Tech. I would I would stay away from this job if I was a I'd sitting high quality group of five coach. I would stay away. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, yeah, there will be, be there already are better jobs open right now, and uh, there will be better jobs that continue to open. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. Um, so, <laughs> another silly season addition and somehow we're not talking about brian harson we will talk about him later on in the show but somehow we're not talking about him i'm sure it'll come up it'll come up tyler let's let's move forward let's look at some non-five game non-five wide games to recap uh from last week we're gonna start tyler we're gonna we're gonna start with fau all right i'm sorry i'm doing this i'm doing this don't make that face don't make that face tyler i'm starting with fau podcasting with visual media of course it is, because they uh, FAU lost to Purdue 28-26, but they were oh so close to winning this football game. Um, it, it was – I caught the fourth quarter of this game because uh, I got home after working the Gator game and stuff, and I, I got home and I was like, oh my gosh, what's happening? I texted you. You were out and about. All I texted you was, hey, Big Ten Network right now. 
and you're like, I do. Come on, man. I'm I'm I have, I'm living a life. Okay, first of all, first of all, uh-huh. wouldn't even be possible for me in a normal situation. Um, Wait, you mean you mean you don't have the Big Ten network in a Big Ten town? That's kind of weird. <laughs> you yeah, well, weird. I guess I guess that that joke has multiple layers because it's currently a Pac-12 town and people still don't have the Pac-12 network. In Pac-12 <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Um, but, but it was exciting to see the Owls kind of do this, you know, um, come back into this game and, and really give Purdue a run for their money. I was very proud. I was very. It proud, was so. funny though because I was with one of the people I was with when you texted me was a Purdue grad. Um, oh, I was really prepared to ruin her day and <laughs> um, didn't happen. Well, I'm sorry I didn't ruin her day. Didn't I'm so happen. sorry. Um, uh, other other games, UCF actually put the nail in the Jeff Collins coffin. They beat Georgia Tech 27 to 10 um kansas state Gus Malzahn, that's a good he's a good candidate for georgia tech is he really no okay all right i'm glad that we're joking there. i want to see it <laughs> the, the chaos would be incredible the chaos would be great i want to see gus i mean gus Malzahn. we know he loves waffle house we do we he is one of us he, he does subscribe to the church of waffle house that is true uh kansas state 41 oklahoma 34 adrian martinez had his way with the Oklahoma defense. Say it again. Adrian Martinez had his way with the Oklahoma defense. Adrian was Martinez insane. outplayed Dylan Gabriel. He did. You're not you wrong. You can't argue it. You can't argue you it. You can't. You can't. I love not, Dylan Gabriel. Oklahoma is a really good team. I'm not trying yes. to knock that. Because also, this is more of like a reminder that Kansas State is a really good team too. Yes. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a fantastic team. They're they're much better than they get get credit for and um, Oklahoma got got. This is what the fourth straight time I think they've lost to them, or third time in a row. They've lost to them like it, three of the last four years. Times like can't say Th- this is the number. team. This is the team that that Oklahoma fans circle after Texas. They they circle this game because it's like okay, we we need to pay attention to this. Um, See the one, it's going the one well. thing. The one thing that I can appreciate about Oklahoma in its current format that it has been over the last like decade. That even though it's almost a foregone conclusion that Oklahoma will win the conference, like it's not even interesting to pick against it, um, you can never be sure that they're going to win their rivalry games. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, they, like, they always seem to, despite losing to Texas or despite losing to Kansas State, they, see, they continue to win their conference. But it's always just mm-hmm. like, yeah, because like when Alabama goes to play all their rivalry games, it's kind of like not interesting to, because yeah. I'm just like, they're going to win probably. Like, mm-hmm. But Oklahoma, you're like, man, they'll probably like we know they're still going to win the big the Big Twelve, but true, Texas might it's get exciting them this year. for a neutral. <laughs> it's exciting yeah. for a neutral. I agree. Yeah, it's very exciting for a neutral. Like Another game that was exciting for a neutral: Auburn and Missouri. Auburn wins seventeen to fourteen in overtime. Did you see the ending to this game? I didn't get to. I didn't get to. So the to. ending of the game me. consisted of Missouri game tied at fourteen, driving down the length of the field. And then they get within like decent field goal. They're like on the 15, 20 yard line. Oh, and that's they have one of, of course they have one of the best kickers in the country. Um, I'm not even being facetious. Like I'm serious. They have one of the best kickers in the country and they lit, they played to win the game, but they played for a field goal. They didn't go for a touchdown because if they would have scored with about a minute left, which is what they could have done, they would have given Auburn the ball back with three timeouts and all that kind of stuff or two timeouts, I think. So instead, they kind of, you know, do the run game. They ask the kicker, where do you want it? They set it up. Boom. Kicker shanks it wide right. They go to overtime. Um, Auburn kicks a field. They get the ball first. They kick a field goal. Missouri in overtime. Player is going to the corner of the end zone. 
stretches the ball out to put it in front of the pylon, and it slips out of his hands, bounces into the end zone. No, not Auburn, that. Not Auburn that. recovers yeah. for a touchback. The game is over. That is exactly how Auburn won this football game at home. Auburn, noon kickoff. Jesus, Jesus has Missouri. to be an Auburn fan. It's like, <laughs> or uh, or he he owes Brian Harson one, and he's like, <laughs> all right, all right, I'll give you this one. <laughs> It's just funny it's like how crazy. like Auburn is somehow three and one, and it's so clearly a bad. Wait, are we in an even year? Isn't the even year the years that Auburn wins a, like is good? Thought it was the odd years. Odd years. Okay, so then they're somehow like bucking the, odd, the trend. Odd years are the years that they beat Alabama. So then, yeah. So then the even years are the bad ones. Somehow they still look bad. They're just winning football games. Yes, it's incredible. Uh, incredible. Um, so. That was the ending to I mean, that why, game. Uh, it's every time I look at Auburn, I'm just like, why do you refuse to be normal? <laughs> <laughs> I look at Auburn and I go, why are the Michael Scott? Why are you the way, the way that you that are? You are. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, let's do some more happiness stuff. Kansas is 4-0. Let's go. Sold out stadium. They host Duke 35-27. They get the win. Jalen Daniels. Not to be confused with Jaden Daniels, the former Arizona State quarterback, now quarterback at LSU. Jay Lynn, L-O-N, Jay Lund Daniels. He he's got it. He's he he's got it. He's got it. Lance Seapold knows how to coach. Yes, he does. He knows how to yes, build a team. He, he knows how does. to coach. Kansas I, I, is first in the Big Twelve. Stop. As it stands. I swear to God. Kansas is number one in the Big Twelve stop as it stands. It. Nope, not not joking there. I'm being frame a hundred percent Frame it on the wall. Frame it. Frame it. Stop the count. Stop the count. <laughs> Credit That's to Kansas. Wild. Credit to my Jayhawks. They will be making multiple appearances in the napkin from now on. Just want to yeah. let everyone know. 100%. Over at GatorsWire.com, my weekly betting picks. You can find those over there. Um, I'm looking at other games. Um, Middle Tennessee State 45, Miami 31 at home. Miami at home, for the record. Miami, Florida. You know, the Hurricanes, Mario Cristobal. Yeah. Oh, I, those I thought it was Miami, Ohio. Their conference no, rival. no. I, um, would, I would not I, – I wouldn't put it past you to think it was Miami of Ohio. That's why I had to put the clarification there. You know, the ones that say the you and all that stuff. Yeah. Wow. Them. I heard that uh, Miami got stopped at, uh, the four, at the goal line, and then uh, Middle Tennessee had a 99-yard run for a touchdown. Um, and if you watch the, video, the, the footage from the broadcast – I saw it on Twitter when the Middle Tennessee State receiver beats the corner and really gets it. It's obvious he's going to go the whole he could go all the way. Um, the color commentator starts laughing and it's one of the funniest I things. Would. <laughs> it's in, it was insane. I, I think I heard I heard a stat um, on one of the podcasts I listened to. I can't remember which one that Middle Tennessee had touchdown passes of like. 41 60 something 80 something and 98 or 99 whatever that last one was um insane. which should not happen um mm-hmm. you, did you hear their coach talking trash after the game no in the press conference he straight up was like we were we were the better football team today we out we pushed them on the line of scrimmage we beat them in every phase of the game basically it was like duke, 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 duke. it was incredible it was hilarious hell it was yes. so good stand up sir um i really appreciate now i believe twice I'm not sure if it was uh, also Miami the last time, but uh, every t- when the Gators lose, uh, somebody's taking the pressure off of us um, by losing a more embarrassing <laughs> game. Uh, thank you, Miami, for being more embarrassing than what the Gators put on the field this week. 
I, I okay, we'll get to that in a bit. Uh, but which, I really honestly, really wasn't that embarrassing. Um, exactly. I'm glad. I'm glad but, we're on the same page. But we did there. lose. Um, <laughs> yes, I I do agree. I do agree. Um, and then I'm looking for any more non five wides. Um, that's pretty much it in terms of like big high I mean, profile. Ohio State, Ohio State killed Wisconsin, but we all knew that was going to happen. We knew that was uh, going to happen. Oh, oh, Iowa twenty seven, Rutgers ten in the punt bowl. They covered. I was for 27 points. Would you believe me? Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Would you believe me? You would believe me, so I'm not even going to say that. 14 of those points were defensive touchdowns. Of freaking course they were. Yeah. Yeah. The majority of their points. Without The majority of their points. 14 and the other 13 were offensive. Yes, correct. The majority of their points were scored by their defense. Yes. Never mind. I I rescind my criticism. Without (laughs) those 14 defensive points, we not only hit the under of 34, which is what it cl- the line closed at, but we would have, I would have hit Rutgers plus seven and a half, which I thought was a lock, which should have been, but two defensive touchdowns screwed me. So that was a gripe that you can read in the napkin recap, which was published this morning. So you can go ahead and read that. But I just wanted to, you to know, one of the, the most sickos committee game of all time ended 27 to 10 in Iowa's favor with two with 14 defensive points. Yes. It's ridiculous. All right, Tyler, let's move forward. Uh, Tennessee 38, the Gators 33. Briefly, what, what did you take away from this game? What did did you like? I was actually, so funny. uh, We've had opposite problems in our two losses this year. Um, Defense was really the, the, the struggling point today. I was extremely impressed with Anthony Richardson. He got out there, completely shifted the tone of his whole, the way he'd been playing. There were a lot of mistakes here and there, but like so many passing yards, touchdown through his first couple touchdowns. I was really happy with the offensive performance. Um, defense, a couple bad plays. And I, I said this on my preview is that the thing is that like Tennessee, no matter how much you're beating them, they have the capability to get right back into the game. Florida didn't necessarily have that capability. They, and that was the thing. They they were very much more on schedule type of offense. But I'll say that I think I I I still I would defend the the uh, aggressive two point uh attempts because that is the whole thing scared money don't make money so you have to be prepared for brave money to lose some. Um that's that's the way I feel about that. So I mean, close game. Very impressed with us because I didn't think we would we would look so good, in my opinion. And I'm still not a huge believer in Tennessee long term. But they are they were you know they were year two of that program. And then if for nothing else, Josh Heupel always has an explosive offense. I don't think this team will be very good in the long run, uh, considering the big wins they have were very close wins in overtime against Pitt and against us. Where we almost had a chance to get back in it. Um, so. Uh, I'm impressed with the team in that in so facto as now that we've reframed what this Gator team is after, you know, the last two weeks, this is a step in the right direction, in my opinion. Yes, you lost, and that is unfortunate. But improvement was shown in the areas you struggled with the last two weeks, you know. And Tennessee hit some bombs. They were going to do that. That was going to happen. So, what do you think? Yeah, I com- I completely agree. I completely agree on on all your sentiments. Uh, Anthony Richardson had a career high in passing yards, four hundred and fifty three, I believe. Four hundred and fifty three. Uh, 
yeah, off the top of my head, 453. But I think what I liked most about Anthony Richardson was his pocket awareness. That was something that we've talked about it. Um, we talked about it a lot with Emery last year. We were saying he would get that with experience. The issue with Emery was that he never ended up getting that, even though he was getting the experience. It's nice to see Richardson getting that experience and actually making those changes. The first touchdown pass where um, our tight end, what's his name? Who Keon just Zipper. Yeah, I think it was Zipper. It was it was Keon Zipper, and he only gets that throw off after he dodges like two people in the pocket. Like I counted it, he made four different moves in the pocket while going through his progressions. Found Zipper Zipper over on the side, was able to reset his body and make the throw. Those are the traits that the NFL people are like, oh my god, yes, I love him, and that's why people are like so high on him in terms of a prospect. Uh, clearly he is not there yet. He needs to develop, but he is starting to show those flashes more often, which make me much more comfortable as a Florida fan, um, that my quarterback is developing and as much credit as we gave, as we gave Mullen for being a, um, quarterback whisperer and with good reason, I believe, I think that it's nice to see that Nate beer can also develop quarterbacks. He, I mean, he was a quarterback. He's also got that mindset and whatever. So that was one of my bigger positives from, from Nate, um, from Richardson as well. Uh, the throws were were incredible. Like the throw, there, the there were some NFL of, throws in there. There were NFL throws on that field from both quarterbacks. I want to give Henning Hooker his, Hooker his credit had a good too. Game, fantastic, there were some crazy throws, crazy catches, and mm-hmm. it's again. Billy Aper kind of talked about it. Like some of the plays are just like they just broke one player, busted the coverage, and yeah. then which is you know yeah. a whole other thing. But um, well, I'll get to, I'll get to that we'll in a second. That. But I do I do but want to finish the the positives the ten- here. Tennessee made plays, and that was yeah. We knew Tennessee was going to do that, and they did mm-hmm. that, and we were not mm-hmm. able to match them necessarily. And Correct. That's, again, they're in year two. We're in year one. Exactly. And and I, the I, system I, that they run is that's, designed. That's what it's for, about. Exactly. That's that's what it's about. I I did I agree with you in terms of Napier with the two point stuff. In the moment and right after in my uh, Gators Wire runs a good, bad, ugly after every single Gator game where we publish basically our thoughts of the game, the entire staff. So we write like a paragraph on each thing and then it's published as a whole. In my good, bad, ugly this week, I mentioned how (laughs) Napier might be the best fourth down uh, play caller in the country, but I don't think that's as sustainable. And I did criticize him a bit in terms of not kicking the field goals when you were down 11 to make it a 10 point game, all that kind of stuff. But now looking back, I want to recant that. I actually do like the fact that he went for it on fourth down. When you're down 11, statistically, it's better for you to go um, yeah. go for two to try I, to cut it to nine. That's what it he is. said. It's just like it may not feel right, but it's like we are going to trust the evidence, the statistics, the problem. And again, it is – I agree with this mindset. And this – again, yes. I'm not going to have to spend long on this because I, I was at the Chargers Jags game this Sunday. And it's the thing that I love about Doug Peterson where I'm like, mm-hmm. if, if it's fourth and short, like the, the punt team is there, but like they don't even go out on the field and have to come – like the, the, the offensive players are like expecting to go for it. And especially now in year one, that is prob- that's going to cost you sometimes. I prefer that process though because, again, process over you know results. I mean – it's, we, it's we've playing so to many... win the game. It's not playing. It's playing to win rather than playing not to lose. And yeah. that's what I want to see. That's why he went for it multiple times on fourth and one, fourth and two from our own territory. I, mean, I know that that is that same very, mindset won us yeah. the Utah game. Yes, people don't think exactly. that that's what it did, but it did win us the Utah game. And now if you lost, want, if you want, game, yeah, but, if scared money don't make money, then you need to be prepared for scared money to lose you some money. 
for fear. I'm sorry. For, for brave it, money to lose some. Exactly. It's, thank like, you very much. It's it, they it's, go it hand is in still hand. a gamble. Exactly. It's, exactly. Now, it is. So, I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving should, over. To should the, we should we talk about Trey Dean? Moving over, I would say moving over to the defense, but really just moving over to Trey Dean. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, but, we can move over. I'm not sure if Trey Dean knows how to move over, but that's. I saw a play a where uh, he he lost a guy in coverage and then immediately popped up and yelled at like a freshman linebacker. And I'm like, yeah, sir, you're like, a, you have got to be on your sixth year. There's no way that you're still in college. But and like, I, I don't like criticizing players because they are young men and they are. It's not that they're not trying. It's yeah. just something needs. There needs to be a change to be made. We have some young talent there. I'd like to see Kamari Wilson well, out there. We know who trading is. Exactly. That's exactly. It's, it's not. It's not second year trading. It's not third year trading. It's past that. And and trading's been starting since he was a freshman, and he's he got a little bit better, and then he is exactly the way he's been. And you have to, you know, what's the definition of insanity? It's doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. And now this is Billy Napier's first year, so I mean, it's that whole thing where it's like, yeah, you hadn't, hadn't played under me. He had played under my defense, and now we know if four games in, that's not really working. And I Maybe. like the fact that he gave a veteran player on that staff, that uh, on that team, that clearly has some, at least um, amongst the players, has something like that, a good reputation, clearly, because he's a good teammate and stuff. But it's just it, it's not working. And that, what he said in the press conference where he said there were a few plays there, including a couple touchdown plays, that it, it was one, one player. player. And it, that's as close as we're going to get. To, of saying him tra- saying, to him saying trading busted it exactly up. right right and we will see with the snaps we will see with the snaps and again it's it's i have to rephrase because it's been the longest four weeks of uh like i can imagine in regards to football this is billy napier's first season with this team can you imagine because i i had a friend who i love to death but i don't you know respect almost any of his football opinions um uh he loves football, and I love talking about it with him, but I, 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 he does not have the right thing. He was just, like, in the middle of the Tennessee game. He was like, I don't think Billy Napier's the guy. And I'm like, can you imagine what this team would be if we didn't have Billy Napier right now, if Montrell Johnson yes. wasn't here, if Trevor Etienne, if all those people we got to commit didn't show up on this campus? Like, we were in a, we were in a bad spot, and we're starting to get out of that. And the whole thing is that, like, we're not – you're not going to be winning – the SEC championship this year. And that was never in the cards on the SEC East was never in the cards. I'm sorry. I'm just, we're not beating Georgia like that. That was never a thing. And I don't think anybody actually expected that. But now that we're here, you have to remember this, we are, this is the growing pattern. And the thing is I'm okay with these blunders and some of these losses considering the future looks bright. As long as the future, and Anthony Richardson improved. That's all any of us asked for. And then we go mm-hmm. up against the best passing offense we've faced all season. And, you know, they whoop us in, in, in the coverage. And, you know, that ha- it's going to happen. Um, so it, now we just have to see improvement. It's what we have been seeing. Yeah, like, I agree. Like, took a step back, and then now he threw four, over 450 yards. So you can, see, you can see what happens when it's a process, like you were saying. And, and again, I am fully – it's what did I – at the beginning of the season, we said, if I can see – that the scheme is working, but individual players are not playing up to the level, I will be happy. Obviously, I'm not happy that Trey Dean is blowing a bunch of coverage, but I am happy knowing that if done, if if he was to, to do what he was supposed to do, it would not be as bad as it looked. That the reason it, it didn't work out was because he personally just can't do that, and that's okay. It'll Our team will improve in time, so I'm happy with what I saw. 
Um, I also, and my favorite thing, and then we'll move on, Tyler, my absolute favorite thing from this game was watching this team play until the final whistle. We were down two possessions with about seven minutes left in this football game. And previous staffs, and I'm not just saying Mullen, Mullen would have thrown in the towel. McElwain might have thrown in the towel. I don't think Muschamp would have, but that's a different story. Yeah, but but, but Muschamp wouldn't have, wouldn't have himself thrown in the towel, but Muschamp's coaching would have already thrown it in for him. Like, that's true. That's very true. But I, I do think Napier is in putting in this championship mentality. We are playing until the end of the football game. I do not care how down we are. It was I'm watching Friday Night Lights right now because I'd never seen it. It's very Coach Taylor. It's very, it's very clear eyes, full heart, can't lose. I love it. It's incredible. And and that that put us in a position to succeed. You get the onside kick. We were it come on. This was gearing up. The te- you could feel the tension from the Tennessee fans going, "Oh my God, not again, not again, not again, not again," because they were having. You know what I mean? And I I like that championship mentality. Did it work out in the end for us? No. But I'm glad that that's the process that we're going towards, and that's what we are prioritizing. Okay, process, uh, long-term process over immediate results. Like um, absolutely, absolutely. And I, I still I like the process that this team is showing me, and you know this 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 roster and I, I, expectations. Everybody talked about it, but expectations I think were kind of skewed after the first game being what it was. And but mm-hmm. you know I'm still I'm this te- this team still feels like a seven and five, eight and four team to me. Like yeah. Yeah, I completely maybe, agree. Maybe maybe more six and six, seven five, but I still I still and we that's what we all thought this team was going to be. And now that it's here, we're all upset about it. <laughs> it's my fa- it's one of my favorite things in just general football is that like we all have rat everyone is like you have rational expectations for what the team is going to be. We're like, okay, this will be an eight and four Florida team. And then we lose two games. There's just like fire him. Fire him. It's like we said that we expected to lose four games. Now it's like a bad thing. Fan you should, is you short obviously want for fanatic. To, yeah, you should obviously want to win every game. I'm not saying that you shouldn't. Um, but yeah, and it's yep. it's weird. Florida's it is a thing where you have to unlearn Florida's schedule a little bit. Our schedule usually is really easy early on. Yes, and in my opinion, it's actually been pretty tough. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, re- relative to pr- previous years, three out of our first four teams, we played three top fifteen teams. Yeah, that's yeah, that is that's um. Tough. That's tough. That's tough. Here, let's let's move on. Let's Tyler. move, on. Let's move on. Enough. Let's just quickly run through this five wide. Um, Clemson fifty one, Wake Forest forty five in double overtime. We both picked Clemson, so we both get the points there. But wow, what a game, man! This was the game of the noon slot. It was really good, really good football game. Sam um, Hartman knows how to play football, so I gotta say, can I can I say something? Yes, go ahead. Sam Hartman is gonna make an NFL GM a G, look like a genius with his day two and day three draft picks. I just want to point this out. I'm Sam just saying. Hartman, Sam Hartman to the Colts. <laughs> Sam, do you want Sam Hartman on the no, Colts? No, 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 <laughs> I'm just, I, I, keep, I keep doing, I had this thought today because I was, I was looking up stuff about how, you know, the Jaguars are in the front of the AFC South. doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, where I was just like, how long is it going to take Frank Reich to just commit to drafting a quarterback? Because he keeps replacing all these quarterbacks with like, journeyman veterans that are going to yeah. their next team that, after that they're good but not good enough like, to like Philip Rivers and now Matt Ryan have only ever played on one team and now they're going to the Colts and it keeps being like the same thing uh, but isn't it isn't it like isn't that like the Colts mo because like before they had Andrew Luck but they couldn't put up a good offensive line to surround him with and then now they have a good offensive line but now they just like won't get the right quarterback you know what I mean it's like it never lines up for them so which I know you love yeah. but whatever 
I mean, it's great for me. We both get the points uh, on that I mean, one. I, I love it when they only score zero points. Um, <laughs> Maryland but, 27, Michigan 34. We both pick Michigan. We both get the points on that one. This kind of went as expected. There was a game close early, earlier, early on. It was a game, and then afterwards, you know, Michigan kind of pulled away. So exactly. it is what it is. Honestly, Maryland had more fight in them than I thought they would. Me too. I agree. Um, I so completely agree. I, I was kind of shocked that this game was on the five wide last week, and now I'm actually, you know, it makes sense. Um, yeah, no, I I have good foresight. Come on, no, man. Yeah, you too. I, I no, good I'm, I'm not questioning your total abilities. It was just shocking oh, to okay. me in the moment. I was, in saying, the moment. I was like, I was like racking my brain. I'm like, man, I don't know anything about these two teams this year because <laughs> they haven't. They didn't play anyone. Yeah, That's like, the I thing. They've done, they've done nothing. Like, yeah, yeah. You want you want to talk about a cakewalk schedule? Talk about Michigan, man. Jeez. Um, James Madison, thirty-two. App State, twenty-eight. Neither of us get the points because we both picked App State. But man, I put this game on there because I just knew it was going to be a fun one, and it was a fun one, man. Hey, App State, we've been living on the edge for like three weeks straight, and it's week four. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, finally came back to bite them, but they they played nothing but good games. <laughs> yeah, you are you are correct. They played nothing but good, good on games. James Madison. Good on James Madison. Good on James yeah. Madison. I do like that. They're going to be a force to reckon with in the Sun Belt in years to come for sure. Mm-hmm uh minnesota sorry 34 michigan state seven i get the point on that one because i tyler was aware that minnesota has is quite literally the most efficient team in college football this season their offense ranks understanding you so their (laughs) offense listen their offense ranks like i think first or second in terms of total yard gaining of total yards available meaning they gain they have gained somewhere north of 80 something percent of their total yards that are available for them to gain compared to their opponents who are gaining something like eight or 10% of their like available yards to gain, which is quite literally the most efficient team in college football. That's what's happening. Most uh, Mohammed Ibrahim is back and healthy. And you can tell that that man is running with gusto. He is running with the energy of someone that wants to prove that his injury last season is not going to affect him trying to shoot up draft boards. He looks good, man. I like this offense. The boat is rowing in Minnesota this season. Hmm. That was it. That's all you got. Hmm. I mean, (laughs) uh, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see. I'm interested to see how it works out. Last game in five wide, Arkansas 21, Texas A&M 23. Neither of us get the points because this is an Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. And unfortunately, it did not work out for us. I'm more sad about this than us losing to Tennessee. You saw how this ended, right? Yeah, I did. Okay, so for those who didn't know, earlier in the game, there was uh, Arkansas was toward in the red zone. I should say. I don't know if they're on the goal line, but definitely in the five. And there was a there were eight there were eight combined fumbles in this game, Tyler. Only one of them was lost, and the fumble that was lost was a Texas A and M fumble recovery, ninety five to eight whatever yards for a touchdown. That was the swing in this game, and then with a chance to win the football game. Arkansas goes in, kicks a field goal. The the ball I, goes it's just absolutely tragic. Like it, it, it I'm, I promise you, listeners, I'm not joking when I say this. The ball hit the top of the upright. Like yes, how like I mean, that it, even possible? It went up. Like, it came down and bounced on top of the upright, and then bounced out. Now, if that was to have bounced in, it would have counted. Um, they do say that if if it would have gone over the upright, it would have been to the referee's discretion. 
Who knows if they would have called it in or out? We don't know. We just know that there is no chance for the for the put it in the umpire's hands, in the referee's hands. It hit and it went out. So therefore, it was um, it was no good. And so Tragic. A&M sneaks by, man. He can't keep getting away with it. <laughs> I'm so glad we had the same thought. We had the same thought. I'm telling this Gators team can beat AM. I'm I I believe it. Stop. I believe that they can. We'll we see play, how it, we'll see what we're we playing at AM for like the yes, third time are, in a row. I know. What I don't know. Pod scheduling, scheduling in this wrap it up. Conference doesn't make any freaking sense. Um two points, two point, Tyler. Uh I got my two points because I picked Cincinnati over Indiana. They won 45-24. You did not get your two points because you picked Iowa State over Baylor, and Baylor won 31-24 in a very good game. In a it, very started, it started off not looking like a good game, and then Iowa State got it did, back and into it picked it, up. And then, you are and correct. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was close. I was close. Yeah, yeah. You are, again, you are again, correct on that one. I'll take the process over the immediate results. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, listen, you might have to become a uh, Nebraska fan next year when stop. Matt Campbell um, heads over to to uh, keep to Lincoln. That filth out of your mouth, <laughs> Lancey. Okay. I, my favorite thing. I think I said this last week. My favorite thing was that. Uh, um, there's a Kansas fan going on a Reddit. Mm-hmm. We're trying to reframe uh, Kansas's season to look bad just so that Nebraska doesn't steal Lance Lethal away. <laughs> it's like, man, we haven't even like won really anything in the Big Ten. We like this is our record. This is Lance Leopold's record at the school, including like last year where they sucked. Um, <laughs> That's just unfair to Lance Leopold. Let the man go chase a bag. All right. As much as I would want him to stay in Kansas, because you're going to tell a you- Kansas fan to to tr- let their coach leave. Um, I, I'm with you. I'm with you because they're not my team. If I was Kansas fan, I would I would try to handcuff Lance Leopold to the football building, like give him an ankle <laughs> monitor, like um, give him an ankle monitor. Jeez, I, the, the uh, laws yeah, in Kansas yeah. in the state of Kansas are flimsy. You can you could probably get away with it. Um, <laughs> um, all right, that's that's it for last week's five wide. Tyler, the new score you have fifteen and I have twelve. I caught up. And made some Big ground time. this Big last time. week. I'm only right. down three. It's a one in. possession game, Tyler. I, I can tie it with field goal. Tie with field goal. It's unacceptable. <laughs> um, Let's move forward. Let's talk about the Gator game. Florida is taking on Eastern Washington. This game was scheduled to be Saturday at noon. It is now Sunday at noon. Um, as we spoke at the top of the show, courtesy of Hurricane Ian, which I have the Weather Channel on right now, which is not a sentence I ever thought I would ever say. But I do have it on. The game is a 12 o'clock noon kickoff on Sunday, SEC Network Plus or at ESPN Plus. You can find the game on there. So it's going to be a streamer, which works in my favor because i got to watch the Dolphin game. Well, Dolphins play Thursday, so it works perfect for me. But um, for the NFL folk, you can have that game on, on, Gator game on on like a tablet or something and still have your your Sunday screen situation going on there. So. Um, oh, by the Tyler, way, we should also, we should also point out because we didn't talk about it that um, uh, Texas lost to Texas Tech. Oh my gosh! I completely forgot about that. With the greatest horns down of all time. Yes, yeah, so I'm see surprised that? you hadn't mentioned it. I'm surprised I'm you hadn't so, mentioned so, it. Yeah. I, I I have it set. There's so many games on here. I like. I was scrolling and I just. Yeah, th- Texas Tech 37, Texas 34, overtime win for the Red Raiders, three and one on the season. Texas loses. Quinn Ewers suited up but did not play. Um, maybe some mind games there. I don't think he was fully healthy, ready to go, but whatever. Um, on the road, Texas Tech fans storm the field, and there's a fan cam. Just go- just Google it, Twitter, Twitter search it. You'll find it. Um, 
they just, go through yeah. and it's it's the greatest horns down of all time i don't want to spoil it but it is the greatest horns down of all time uh i put it in my napkin recap as my favorite tweet of the weekend which is the thing i do so yeah horns down baby podcast of visual medium got the horns he's down, doing baby. the horns down in case you Absolutely. didn't know okay. sergio at all yeah. um continue all right. yes though sorry um, what are your thoughts on this Florida versus Eastern Washington game okay. uh, that will be played on Sunday? I said it when we played USF, and it didn't end up turning tr- <laughs> to be true. It's like it'd be really nice for us to have a cupcake right now to just kind of like reset against. Didn't happen yeah. for USF. This team needs to blow somebody out, all right, just for, everyone's, for everyone's confidence. I think we, this team needs to blow somebody out. I want, I want to get reps in for the young guys, all right? Eastern Washington mm-hmm. – you know, blood red field, you know, it'd be cool to see them play on that, but we, we're not going to get a chance to. Um, yeah, th- this this team needs to blow somebody out. I need to see progression. I need to see Anthony Richardson at home perform the way he did on the road. Um, running, I mean, I like the offense for the most part. We have some turnover issues, but the offense, I think, has started to balance out. Um, I want to see that defense locked down in the air again. And again, it's just they get the confidence back up for Missouri. Which, mm-hmm. like, I don't think Missouri will be that challenging of a game for us. Knock on wood. Um, right. Hopefully. It's just, hopefully uh, it's just like, I think Missouri probably the, is of the, of the power five teams you've played so far. Missouri, I think will be the weakest. I mean, they're, they're not better than Utah, Kansas, uh, Kentucky or uh, Tennessee. So, mm-hmm. but they're an SEC opponent. So like use this game to build up your confidence to go to Missouri, which you'll want to use to then win that game confidently. So like, this is an important two game stretch because these are two of our weaker teams on the schedule. Like, I agree. Um, so I agree. we got to lock in, get the confidence back up, get a blowout. We Florida is not used to not having a blowout this this far into the season. Well, typically, well, because like you said, the schedule is typically yeah, typically our schedule easy, easy early on, and it gets yeah. hard later. That's not yeah. the case this year. No, I um, completely agree. I that's what we need. Not much to talk about in this game. This is what we need. We need to just just take care of business take early, care of business. guys. Like this let me trip. let let me have the game on in the background for the second half, but pay attention to the NFL it's, it's game. Sunday, like, the, ja- the Jaguars are playing Eagles on Sunday. All right, I got I got more important in the, things in, in the game of the week. We'll Come on now, later. have some it, respect. Look, say it with your chest. A, a Doug Peterson revenge game. Um, Stephen Peters, I'm coming for you, boys. Oh oh. Stephen Peters, we're enemies now. Um, love you. It's okay, to death. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have my beef with Stephen Peters in the Super Bowl because that's a Dolphin <laughs> Super Bowl, Eagle Super Bowl yeah, way to happen. Yeah, but. I'll see you in the AFC Championship game. Um, I if it if the game is in South Florida, we might have to have some conversations. Yeah. <laughs> well, the funny thing is that I'm just like it's the it's one of the few teams in the country that you wouldn't have too too much of a home field advantage against because that's true in in, in the like atmospheric sense that Miami gets yeah. home field advantage. I'd be like. The other Florida teams won't really care. Um, right. It, it really will be a home field advantage <laughs> if it's Miami. Uh, I mean, if the game's in Jacksonville, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Not even, not the just point, in the episode, the point but in being life. That we, both, we both have more important things to be thinking about on a Sunday than Correct. Gators beating Eastern Washington. And it's not because we don't love the Gators. Gators are my favorite team in the world, obviously. But like, mm-hmm. not biased. But um, this is a cupcake. Yeah. If, Take care of business. Make it a cupcake. Course. Take care of Don't business. Over, just take care of business. All right, moving on. I I want to I want to see, I want Kamari Wilson out there having a good a good enough performance where Napier can say, I know it was a weaker opponent. Well, he won't say that, but in the locker room at least, he'll say, I know it was only Eastern Washington, but we're going to give him the start over Trey Dean. In uh, I believe we play LSU next, right? 
I thought it was Missouri. No, no, Missouri, then LSU, my fault. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I would like to see that. So agreed. Five wide for this week. We have five ranked matchups, Tyler. All 10 teams on this five wide are ranked. Love to what see great, it. What a great weekend. First one, we got number seven, Kentucky, taking on number 14, Ole Miss. Noon kickoff on ESPN. I get the first pick because uh, you get first pick on two point this week. Uh, I am going to go with Ole Miss on this one, Tyler. And mm. I am going to take Ole Miss because I, as much as I, um, as much as I like Kentucky, as much as I like Will Levis, as much as I like uh, Mark Stoops and and the gang, I, I do think there's something to, these are two teams that have hey, kind of. Uh, Ole Miss has been like quiet good. That was where like, I was like getting. They've at. been super quiet, like very, oh. like a Lane Kiffin team has gone under the radar for a month. Think about that. Wild. Sorry. Nah, I gotta, I gotta bleep that out. What are forty-four something? Okay, I'll take care of it. Forty-four something. Um, but they are. They are. They've been under the radar. They've been playing good football. I, I like J. I like Jackson. Um, Jackson Dart. Jackson Dart. Yeah. Jackson. I like Jackson Dart. I know the backup has been getting some time too as well, but I think when it comes down to it, he's really going to take over the reins. I'll take Ole Miss for that reason. This is the type of game that I should I should I, I'm debating because I kind of want to disagree with you just because just because it's it could go either way and it, it would could. Be a good, but I feel the same way that I think Ole Miss is going to. I'm going to take Ole Miss as well. Like, okay. um, I think right. Ole Miss is going to win this game because I think Ole Miss is going to win the battle in the long term against Kentucky's defense. And I think mm-hmm. that and I, I don't. I don't think even though like Will Levis has been fine, I don't think Will Levis can match that offense. You know, play for play. Got it. Got it. Um, next up on five wide, number nine Oklahoma State is heading to Waco to take on number sixteen Baylor. That's a three thirty kickoff on Fox. Uh, oh, that first game is a noon kickoff on ESPN. I don't know if I said that or not, but um, this this Baylor Oklahoma State game three thirty on Fox. Tyler, you get first pick. Who do you want? Uh, I'm gonna go with Baylor. I'm gonna go with Baylor. Um, I I picked against them last week and they proved me wrong. And uh, Dave Miranda just I don't know he knows how to coach man. And he does. I, Bay- I like Baylor. Baylor's well. not flashy, but is so good. Like I think this game will might. What well, I don't know what the over under is, but I would I would lean on the under because I do like Dave Miranda's defensive mind, and you also got um, oh my god, what's his name? Defensive coordinator, Oklahoma State, former Vanderbilt head coach. Derek Mason. You got Derek Mason right. as a defensive coordinator on the other side, who first game started off rough. Since then, it's been going well. Um, and do we do we do we trust Spencer Sanders on the road I in a don't. Big Twelve game at the at the, in the fourth quarter? Do we? Maybe y'all do. Um. <laughs> Not us. <laughs> Not sideline judgment. So I'll also take Baylor. Next game, number two Alabama takes on number twenty Arkansas in the three thirty CBS game of the week. I have first pick here. Oh boy. I want to believe. I want to be what's the Charles Barkley? So the Charles Barkley mean? We are going to start a dialogue. That is my (laughs) we are going to start a dialogue. And the dialogue is Alabama is not what it was before. But at the same time, I don't think Alabama is as bad as people are leading themselves to believe. Tyler, what happened last year? They played a tough top 25 ranked game in the 330. Well, in they played a top 25 at tough home, game at, on the road. Denny. Well, no, no, Denny. no, 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 not just this game. I mean, last year in the season for Alabama oh, on yeah. the road, they came to the swamp. 
they got a tough win and they did not look as good as they should have in the next couple of games. They also started to look a little bit rusty this year. Same thing. They go to Texas this time, pull out, pull a game out of the, out of their behind. Don't look as good as they should. They get a get back game last week against Vanderbilt. I think out of principle here, as much as I want to take Arkansas, because this is an Arkansas Razorbacks podcast, and as much as I love my my college football uncle Sam Pittman, I I think out of principle here I have to take Alabama, and this is not a knock to Arkansas. This is going to be a one-score game, 10-point game max. This is going to be competitive. It is going to be electric in Fayetteville. It is going to be a fantastic game. But out of principle here, I'm going to take Alabama. I may contradict myself and take the spread in my napkin picks this week. So if but I, for right now, outright winner, I think I have a principle. I have to take Alabama, Tyler. You see, that's the thing. I, like I just said a second ago, I want to believe. I really do. I want to believe. But I, I can't sign up for that. I just oh. – I, I, I got I to gotta go with Alabama. Like, it's it's think, one of I, those – I expected this to be one of their only losses see. this season, but mm-hmm. they, they did lose Texas A&M in a game they usually lose. Um, yeah. Just historically, I don't know why, but um, right. I because I I can see how Arkansas could beat them, considering how well they played them last year, and they, in my opinion, are very clearly better this this year. Yeah, it's Alabama though, it is, and you can't. Bryce Young is really good for a Bryce reason, Young's guys. Good. He is. He is. Despite, um, despite everything that happened in the Texas game. When it came down to what mattered, Bryce Sack had ice water in his veins. He did. I, and I'll be honest, I am going to be openly rooting for Arkansas. If we get Probably this, too. I'm, I'm kind of glad that you picked this one too, because if we both. That means we can just watch it as, as like. Exactly. We don't have to, I don't have to be thinking, oh man, but Tyler picked that one in two point. Whatever. No, no, no. In five wide. Okay. I'm glad. We both are picking Alabama with our heads, but in our hearts of hearts, we are, we are Arkansas. Woo pick yeah. Suey in our Woo hearts of hearts. Suey. The next game in five wide, number 22, Wake Forest Demon Deacons are traveling to Tallahassee to take on the number 23 ranked Florida State Seminoles, 330 Eastern on ABC. As of current time, Tuesday afternoon, this game is still scheduled to be played at this time on this date. Currently looking at the Weather Channel. Um, I do think that this one won't change given the forecast and – because the, the hurricane's point in the east, right? It's it's as of right now, it's looking east. to it's looking to make ground in the in the Sarasota, Bradenton, Tampa area, and then it's going to kind of cut through the middle of the state into the honestly, um, Ocala, Micanopy, mm. that type of area. That area. It's going to okay. cut through there, and then it's going to kind of curve a little bit and and take that. What's the road between Gainesville and Jacksonville? You, you, North North Florida resident. <sighs> oh, you've been in L.A. for so long. You don't remember the roads of your hometown, your home state, what you took to go to college. I didn't need big, to know the big, name. I didn't need to know the name. town now. Oh. I didn't need to know the name. It was just part of my blood. <laughs> <laughs> we need to buy that A24 Florida book, by the way. Side note. So we need to, friend, we need my those. friend worked on that. I know you texted me. That's all I need. One. Like yeah. that is what I want for, for Christmas, New Year's birthday. Anything. I should, yeah. I, I should write that, that down. I need, I want that too. We got to get those anyway, but it's going to cut through Jacksonville and then go like up into South Carolina. So I think it's going to stay for farther away that it, it should be fine. Should be Just fine like I think in Orlando, the UCF home game, I think it should be fine as well. Just because given the path it's going and stuff like that. So uh, with all that being said, Tyler, 
you have the first pick on this game. Yeah. Wake Forest, Florida State, three thirty on ABC. Who do you got? Uh, this this is a game I'm really flip flopping back and forth in my head because uh, you know Florida State it, it has been really improved and I think they're good. Um, not great, but I think they're good. But uh, in Sam Hartman, I trust. I'm going to go with Wake Forest. This two, I two promise. fun offenses. Uh, this is going to be light fireworks show. Mm-hmm. I'll take. I do think Sam Hartman is very definitively the best quarterback on that field, and I'm going to yes. take him. And I like. I like um, Jordan Travis. I like Jordan yeah, Travis. No. Good, good college quarterback. But I, I'm going to agree with you. Put go ahead and put an S next to that T, Tyler. Because damn, I. I, I can't, man. We agreeing like, on everything this week. Are we are we gonna really sit here and pick Florida State over no. a quarterback that I genuinely think will be drafted and will make? I don't want to say he's gonna be a stud in the NFL, but I think he's gonna add, have a journeyman career at a minimum. I think he's good enough to do makes the throws. He's good enough to do that. So I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Promise you that was all a logic pick. It wasn't an emotional pick. But Same who's to with say? Me, but. And the last game in five wide, top 10 matchup, number 10, NC State is taking on number five, Clemson, 730 Eastern on ABC. This is the Kirk Herbstreet, Chris Fowler game. I believe game day is going to be here. We're going to think college. so. Good podcasting, good podcasting, good podcasting. Yes, it will be from Clemson. Yes, they will be hosting. Um, so, yeah, that's that's it. I get the first pick here. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. This is this is the moment where I publicly apologize to DJ Uyunglele. I don't think he's I don't think he's an incredible quarterback, but I do like what I saw in that Wake Forest game. He was smart. Uh, Dabo came to defend him in the post game press conference, which I always take what Dabo says with a grain of salt anyway. But in this specific case, I have to agree with him. Yeah, but Dabo Dabo supports his players wholeheartedly. Of course, like. and 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 good for him, but. Like, I also think that he was right on that. I know he's yeah. like, this is one of those things where I know he's doing the coach talk of I'm going to back my guys up. And that's exactly what but you should do he, as a coach. You think like, he meant it, meant it this time. Right? I do think he genuinely meant it this time. Yes, I, I do. Not that he does hasn't in the past, but the motivation here wasn't I got to go defend my player. The motivation here was I really think this guy's doing a really good job. I'm going to make sure that everyone knows it. So um, I think he's good enough. I think by next year, Kate Klubik will be ready to take over. But right now in this moment, I think it's working for them. Uh, I don't expect Clemson to win a playoff game. They could make the playoff, but I don't expect them to win a playoff game. Um, But I do think they will beat NC State because, yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is the highest NC State's been ranked in God knows how long. But, Tyler, I know you know the answer, but how many 10-win seasons has NC NC State had in their tenure, career? He's pointing one in the air. He's been watching too much WWE. We the ones. He's part of the bloodline for those who get that reference. And it's going to be like three people, but that's okay. Uno. Um, <laughs> uno. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm taking Clemson for, for all of those reasons. What about you, Tyler? I am typically, you know, I, I like Clemson a lot and things like I usually pick them. I usually go with them. And DJ, I, I'm with you, Eric. DJ Young go looks like he's improving a little bit still not incredible quarterback but he's one of those things where i'm like okay not not needing to be benched or anything like that he is improving their offense is getting better with the new situation 
And you you know I'm firmly in the belief of like, yeah, no, NC State ain't gonna ain't gonna win ten games because they, they just don't do that unless they have an NFL quarterback, which they don't ever have. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. For the sake. And I do believe this could happen, but for because it happened, I think they beat them last year. But because we've been picking the same, I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna take the wolf pack. Okay. I'm go with you NC want State. you want to switch things up. You want to switch, things, switch up. things up because it, it's close enough. Most of these games have been close enough for me to be like, oh, we could differ, but we've ended up thinking a lot of the same things pretty pretty ardently. And I I was prepared to pick Clemson, but I'm also kind of like I can see NC State winning this game. I really can. Like visually, vividly, I can see it. I still think that they won't win ten games because they'll they'll slip up at other places because that's what they do. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I, I agree. can see them winning this game. I can see. I listen. That whole NC State joke about the 10 wins or whatever is true. I mean, but it's got to change at some point. And I really do think that they're a good team. I just think that if DJ is going to play the way he played on Saturday, and let me get, let me tell you this, the Brett Venables effect is real. You can see the Oklahoma defense is improving week by week. And you can also see the Clemson defense, not as good as they were before. Mm-hmm. So I Still do think extremely that this, talented and a lot, mm-hmm, of re- exactly. a lot of remnants of what Brett Venables did. Exactly. But they ain't, it ain't an uphill thing, you know? Correct. Exactly. Exactly. I would say take the over on this game. Just want to point yeah. that out. But okay. Tyler, two point. You go first this week, my friend. Who do you have and why? All right. I'm debating in my head. But I think. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm going to go for it. Um, I was prepared to go for an SEC game um, mm-hmm. to expose with two fraudulent teams, with one team to expose the more fraudulent team. But I'm actually not going to go that route because I'm going to believe. I'm going to believe in the Kansas Jayhawks. Yes. And I'm going to take the Kansas Jayhawks to beat the Iowa State Cyclones. This is... Uh, this is big you for dirty, me. You dirty dog. You <laughs> dirty dog. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't believe you. You're just you are you are the the Toy Story meme that I don't want to play with you anymore where they drop the <laughs> that's yes. you right now. <laughs> I'm I don't I don't want to play with Iowa you State, but but I, I I'm, I'm I hopping on this Kansas bandwagon. I'm I'm I mean, happy I, to hear I, that. I've been a supporter, but now I'm on it with you. Um, I'm happy to hear that. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. Um, so let's go Jayhawks. Earlier, er, earlier on, earlier on, quick clarification. I said that uh, Florida, Florida State, and UCF were the three teams that were hosting games in the state of Florida this week. Uh, South Florida is also hosting a game. That game was moved from Raymond James down to FAU Stadium up here, so close to me. Um, that game is going to be played at 2:30 Eastern on ESPN Plus. Just wanted to point that out. That is not my five, my two point game, Tyler. Don't worry. Say, like, that is not my two point game. No, but I was I was scrolling through and it said move from Raymond James, and I went, oh, I didn't know they were hosting, and I clicked, and that's what what it said there. So, um, no, my two point game. Okay, I also want to apologize. By the way, Oregon State, what a game last week against right. USC. Well done at home. Almost got the upset. It looked really good. We love our Beavers. Just want to point that out. Shout out to them. They are playing Utah this week in Utah. Love them, but I'm not that dumb. We'll not be, yeah, we'll not be saying, picking yeah. them. Utah is a really good football team. What I will be picking, though, Tyler, 
I, I should be, we will see, but hopefully I am in attendance for this game. I will be making my first pilgrimage to Orlando to go to the bounce house this weekend. I have tickets for the SMU UCF game scheduled to play 3.30 Eastern this Saturday. Let's see if that stays. It should, based on what we've talked about earlier with the hurricane. We'll see how it goes. If it's going to be played, we will be there. My group of friends and I, we will be there. My first time going to the bounce house, something that I am excited to experience. It's been on my college football bucket list for a while. Um, excited for that. So because of that, I will be picking SA, I'm sorry, I'll be picking UCF over is- SMU because I will be at that game. If this game for some reason is not played this weekend, stay tuned to my Twitter at S-D-E-L-A-E-S. I will be tweeting out my other two-point game substitution before um and we will use that and mention that next week when we review but just as of now hopefully it's played hopefully i'm there fingers crossing all prayers all that stuff i am picking ucf over smu so that's my two point yeah quick recap here of five wide for this week we got kentucky taking on ole miss at noon at on espn we both have ole miss oklahoma state taking on baylor at 330 on fox we both have baylor Alabama taking on Arkansas in the 3.30 CBS game of the week. We both have Alabama on paper, but woo pig suey. Wake Forest is taking on Florida State at 3.30 on ABC. We both have Wake Forest. And NC State is taking on Clemson at 7.30 on ABC. Tyler has NC State. I have Clemson. Our two points for this week, Tyler has our beloved Kansas Jayhawks winning over Iowa State. And I have UCF beating SMU pending weather if that game gets gets canceled because it's played sunday great i'll still keep it but if it gets canceled or postponed to a future week i will be tweeting out my getting a call real quick i will be tweeting out my substitution uh tyler next week we will be talk recapping all about week five we will be previewing all of week six tyler i quite literally have like maybe four minutes max talk to me about talk to me about your jags and I will give my Dolphins uh, take real The Jags quick. are 62-10 and 10 in the last uh, eight quarters of football. And in in it, points. It, there's a, in it, points, yeah, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. In the last eight quarters, obviously. Like, I didn't say. Okay. Yes. There's a world where the Jaguars are 3-0. Um, and the Jaguars are very firmly atop the AFC South. Uh, and I, it looks like they're going to take that big game next week against the Eagles. Then after that, I think it's the Texans. Um, Yikes. And not, not uh, looking good, bro. I'm feeling good. Like, I'm glad. Uh, so I'm at, glad. I was at this game this weekend mm-hmm. with my dad and it, I've sufficiently ruined two nine-year-olds uh, weeks in front of me because, uh, well, I mean, two nine-year-olds is basically, basically one 18 year old. So like, adult. is it that bad? Like, yeah, they didn't seem to understand the concept of an opposing team's fan being at their stadium. Um, they, they didn't understand. They didn't seem to understand the concept of a Jaguars fan. I think. Yeah, like like a, a true Jags fan. I I was I was surprised how many Jaguars fans were there because we ran into a lot of people and we were we were I was pretty happy. Um, I'm glad. But great great I'm, time I'm with my dad. Uh, Trevor Lawrence looks good. New heat improve. Uh, offense looks good. It's it's so. And I'll be real quick. It's so interesting to see. What the difference, not just having like Doug Peterson, a Super Bowl winning coach and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff there, but more so just like not having Urban Meyer. Like, oh, yeah, there's an element. Did you of see this- the Trevor Lawrence interview after on the sideline? 
basically yeah. they asked him like, what's the biggest difference between, uh, you know, this year and last year. And he basically without saying urban Meyer sucks, basically said, you know, the coaches are putting us in great positions to succeed and they, they actually believe in us. And like, yeah, <laughs> it was like, uh, um, they won the game 38 to 10 against the chargers. I was at the game last year where they played the Rams in the same stadium and they lost 38 to 17. Um, okay. That was the game where James Robinson fumbled and got benched. Like he was a redshirt I remember freshman that. in college. Yeah. And he, he ran one out from 50 yards in this game. And we, 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 we dominated the chargers. Absolutely. A week, a week after we dominated the Colts. This, um, this game was so dominant and so good for the Jags that Tyler was drunkenly texting me. Hey man, you got to make it out here for a dolphins game, which is good. I'm glad I, you probably would text me that sober, but like now but I, I, I know for, I can't this year, even though we will be making a trip out there, but the dolphins will be traveling to play the chargers next year. So that's something that coming. I, uh, that's something that I am planning on coming on. Yes, I am. For I'm a planning Tua Herbert game. You're going to miss over, a Tua Herbert game. Oh, come on. And the Dolphins as defending Super Bowl champs. Come on. I can't miss that. <laughs> Talk about your Dolphins really quickly. I want to play a short version of the game because I want you to see how not crazy I am now that we started three and up first Bill's game. Shout out to the sun MVP of the game, man. Like <laughs> just love them. Love these guys. MVP of the game. Um, Dolphins play the Bengals on Thursday night in two days on Prime in Cincinnati. Uh, let's. I, I want you to tell me. I don't want to pick, so you pick them. I'm not gonna. Okay. Whatever. Uh, I think three zero. Thursday Bengals. Four uh, zero. Uh, it's a win. That's a win. Cool. Jets in New York. A dub. Cool. Minnesota at home. Uh, Minnesota's not looking good, so dub. Six and zero. Steelers at home Sunday night football. Jeez, Steelers are not home. Not good either. That's a, that's a dub. At the Lions. I want to say Lions because Lions have actually been pretty impressive to they me have, this they season. Been a much better but team I'm, I'm going to go W because Miami's very clearly better. 8-0. At the Bears. <sighs> um, W. I mean, you're Nine better than all of these teams. 9-0. <laughs> Cleveland at home. Um, redacted will not be playing in this game. He's still serving a suspension. You know what? Just because, like, I, I just to be the devil's advocate, I want to say lost because you're going to lose at some point in this. <laughs> Honestly, that Detroit game might be one that's too okay. Well, so, is it not, like nine and one? Nine and one. Bye week, so we get a rest up. Houston at home. That's a dub. Ten and one. Now this is the three game stretch that's difficult. On the road at San Francisco. I think he can win that. I don't think Sa- right. I don't think San Francisco is that good. Like everybody okay. seems to like them, and I don't think they're that good. Um, All right, eleven and one at the Chargers. Uh, considering they'll probably look different, I I think that's a loss. Um, Me too. Eleven and two at Buffalo. I think we lose. I think that we split. Uh, yeah, I don't think I think you're gonna split it. So I, I, I think uh, eleven and three. Eleven and three. Green Bay at home. I'm gonna go loss, even though I don't. I'm not that impressed with Green Bay this year. That's fine. I, I don't think they're and, very good. Eleven and four, New England on the road. That's a win. Uh, Twelve and four, Jets at home. Come on. Thirteen and four with one division loss. AFC East champs with probably a. I don't know if we get a bye week because now it's the only number one seed, but at, for sure hosting a playoff game. You've 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 beaten two of your toughest teams already. You have. I, I we didn't have realize your sir. schedule was so cakewalky. Like, I, I, it, I said it. I said that this schedule was going to be easy to start or difficult to start. 
and then going to be a coasting in the middle and then challenging depending on how things go at the end. But that's how I love it. Okay, we got to go. I got some stuff to do. Tyler, so glad our NFL teams are doing great. So glad the Gators are looking much better. And I'm so glad that we have an incredible slate of college football games to watch this weekend. Um, With all of that being said, my name is Sergio. My name is Tyler. And we are not biased, Tyler, but go Gators. Go Gators. Fins up. Go Jags.